Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of the fuckery where you're disappointed but not surprised co-host. I'm Alex. I'm Addie. And we just want to say hi to everyone except for Britney Spears' dad and bitch ass sister. I hate them. Me too. I hate them. I feel so bad for her. Me too. Like, here's the thing. I feel like she went a little cray. Which is fine. Who the fuck doesn't? I was a straight up fucking crackhead junkie and my parents didn't put a conservatorship on me. Exactly. She shaved her fucking head and went a little crazy because she had so many paparazzis after her. And the I feel pressure like, from everything. Right, which and I feel like that would cause anybody to have a fucking mental breakdown. How many celebrities are there that, that out there that do have mental breakdowns or are have alcohol problems, drug right. problems, all this shit and they don't get treated like they this. They don't get treated like that fucking Lindsay Lohan has her disgusting dance moves in Mykonos and she like <laughs> doesn't get treated like this her dad's a fucking lowlife though so he probably would steal all the money I was actually watching the other night um what was the VMA like I was watching her slave VMA oh with the snake she was so fucking sexy yep and she's on and she's like in it in her smile yeah like even with them when I was watching her the documentary like you see her smile change beyond the years and it's like she doesn't have her original smile that she had where she had that glow in her face right like her smile lit up a room she is just beautiful and then like you watch the one which one was the one where she did like the blackout album and she came out and her hair was short and she was like on lithium or whatever the like she just oh, wasn't in yeah it. yeah yeah she gained a little weight and she just was so, it was so it was bad yeah like she looked drugged well she has like terrible people in her corner right like and think how she feels like you can't trust anyone no can't trust your own fucking family she made those people what rich they as are. fuck she's loaded yeah and she's britney spears yeah. everybody and their mother knows who britney spears is exactly and it's like this is how you get treated so bad you can't even take your iud out i like, feel so fucking bad for her and you know who i don't love i'm not even gonna lie i'm not a fan of her boyfriend I, I feel like he's in it for the fame. I don't know what his story is really, but I'm like have to wonder like what does he have motives? Right. Like, like I feel like he's in it for like the insta fame. Yeah. And like the sponsorship. Because I'm sorry, but any guy that I date, I expect them if I'm posting dancing videos like that with my makeup smudged all over my to face like for them sweet to be like cheeks, take the fucking video down. Yeah, like keep that for your personal collection. And please. then there was one one video where like her super fans were like, you know, navigating and like going play by play in slow motion and they broke everything down in slow motion and you see him whisper to her like smile. In really? one part of, yeah, in one part of the video, like when they start one, doing their one of their duet dances. Oh, God. Which so is I guess he's terrible. like, yeah. So I guess he's like dictating. I don't fucking know. He's like orchestrating it kind of. But like, let me say preach Britney for your titty pictures lately. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like loving her fucking nipple shots lately. Good for her. She posted like three of them back to back. And yep. I'm like, yes. 
Yeah, good for you, girl. I just want her to be free so bad. I'm with everybody in the world that wants to free Britney. And if Alex and I could, we would go there and do it. I would capture her. I would literally put her in a bag, fucking throw her in the trunk, and then make her just like run away to like wherever she wanted to go. Yep. (laughs) I love her. I wish they had a uh, free Britney rally in New York City because you know we would fucking be be there. Front and center. Yep. With signs, my Britney shirt. Front and fucking center, man. Yep. I cried at one of her concerts once. I don't blame you. What is the song? Um, every every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she played that in concert. I was in college, and that song I had just admitted to my boyfriend at the time that I was cheating on him was some hot guy from the Citadel, which is like the fucking military school in Charleston. Yeah, yeah. And like he broke up with me, obviously, for like, you know, the first time he broke up with me, we got back together after that. Yeah. And I remember being wasted at her concert, just like sobbing <laughs> in the stadium. Like, this song is so touching. <laughs> Everyone around you is like, the fuck? You know what? I cried at a Tool concert, too. So I'm like a concert crier. That's all right. (laughs) So, yeah, we just want to say free Brit. We love you. We're here for you. Obviously, we can't do much, but like. If you ever want to come on the podcast and speak your truth, call (laughs) us up. (laughs) So Alex and I had a fun weekend. Oh, my gosh. We did. (laughs) We're officially assholes. Wait, we just officially became assholes? No, we've been officially okay, assholes. But this was like bringing it to another level, this kind of. This bringing it to another <laughs> Okay, so we have some weekend updates before we, we call into our guest speaker. So we go to this warehouse party with... <laughs> in Brooklyn on Friday night. It was fucking dope. Guy Gerber was supposed to spin. It was one of the you know, first warehouse parties that we've been to. Yeah. Besides like the underground one in what, like two years. Right. Cause, and nobody had to wear a mask. Nobody was wearing masks. It was like old fucking times. Like I haven't been out like that since like 2019. I know. We got to do it more often. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll be on my best behavior. Alex was not on her best behavior. (laughs) (laughs) We won't get into that though. (laughs) That's a story for another day. That's yeah. That's too fresh. (laughs) So we go with one of our guy friends there. And as we're driving in, like we're all like, you know, it's it's from Long Island. So it's it was, took us like an hour and a half to get into Brooklyn. Yeah. And he's in the back seat. And Alex and I are, of course, in the front. So we put on like our own fucking music. And like, it's like, you know, the old school rap, like Kill a Cam. Right. Fabulous. It's Jay-Z. Biggie. It's Biggie. It's like some, it's good. It's like good stuff. It's like the... You know, the 90s, 2000s, yeah, and everybody can kind of fucking jam to. And our friend is like older and he's like a big hip hop head. So he right. likes the older like 90s rap. So right. we were like, oh, he's not going to like this, but we're driving. So. We're driving. Oh, Your well. Car. Yeah, but it's <laughs> not like, I mean, we were playing Biggie. So yeah, no, no. He like- wasn't even complaining about it, which I was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he starts flipping out. I guess he got a fucking text message. That he got like the song just came out on oh, Spotify. We forgot about this. <laughs> and he's like flipping out in the backseat, like, bro, you guys gotta put on this narcissist song. Oh my fucking god, I'm gonna cream my pants. Alex is like, calm the fuck down, bro. <laughs> like, it's not that serious. I'm like, what? 
We're like, fine, we'll put your stupid fucking song on. It was <laughs> literally the worst song we've ever heard in our entire lives. That was the longest three minutes of my fucking life waiting for it to go off. I ripped the phone out of the thing. I was like, here, take it back. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This is not pants screaming worthy. So then we punished him for the remaining hour. By playing Michelle Branch. <laughs> Make him my way downtown. And we're singing at the top of our lungs. We have really good voices, if you guys couldn't tell. <laughs> Michelle Branch, Ryan Cabrera. Yep. The Backstreet Boys. We didn't even do Backstreet. We did like we did like worse than that. Worse. It was like <laughs> BB Mac. Like <laughs> He was getting so fucking pissed. Well, you tortured us for those three minutes. So <laughs> we tortured you for the remaining hour. He was so heated. So then this guy, <laughs> he's like fuming in the back. And he's such a music snob too. Yeah, like he loves music, is loves all about music. music. But not Vanessa Carlton. Like whatever he comes to my house and like my cousins will put in the... They're like playlist on, and it's like he driver's license. He's like, oh, I can't fucking sit he here. He leaves. Yeah. He leaves. I don't blame him. Your cousin has the worst taste of music in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's the country that gets me. It's, it's like her TikTok hip pops. Like, it's bad. So <laughs> we're driving. He's got the bladder of a pregnant woman. Yeah, literally. Literally. So we're on the Belt Parkway <laughs> in traffic. We're 12 minutes away. Yeah, so like you could just fucking hold it. Well, no, he can't. 12 minutes away. Yeah. So I'm like, well, we're about to stop. So jump out here. We're in the left lane, by the way. We're not even like on the side of the road. The left lane, for anybody that doesn't know the Belt Parkway, it's like three lanes of speeding fucking traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a median, which is like a metal, like, bar um, yeah it's like, like a, a guardrail it's a guardrail and then on the other side on the right lane there's you like know grass. There's at least grass and there's like a whole perch so instead of waiting to get for us to like get over i was like oh just jump out here <laughs> we're stopped in traffic he fucking jumps out so he's standing like by the guardrail and all of a sudden the traffic, traffic. starts moving like fast ahead so we just take off <laughs> we leave him because the, I, we can't stop we can't in the left lane. The we're gonna get belt. Somebody's gonna shoot us. No, seriously, we're in fucking Brooklyn. So at I was that like, point, or Queens or wherever. I was like, just we pull were. over on like the right. He'll see us. <laughs> no, meanwhile, it was pitch black at like eleven o'clock at well, night. We drove like a half a mile. <laughs> you see him holding his dick, running, running after the car. In the fucking belt like pissed off trying to like pee <laughs> we just keep driving and he's sprinting after us and then he's like calling me he's like what the fuck i'm like what we pulled over we're like half a mile away at this point like we got up pretty far so we pull over all the way on the right lane. Dude, the belt is going pretty fast at that point. Yeah, he's and he's like running across it like Frogger. 
He's got a frogger hop across the fucking highway. We're just laughing our asses off. Like crying literal tears. <laughs> and then he gets back in the car. He no, wo- Well, he, he finishes piss. Yeah, he finishes his piss. <laughs> then he gets back in the car. Let's just say he wasn't in a good mood after he was that. Pissed. He was pissed. But like, bro, you're the one that fucking got out and on the get, belt. He was trying to blame me. He goes, why would you tell me to get out there? Uh, and I was like, well, if it's you didn't. Common sense. I was like, if you didn't want to, why you did you? Didn't have to. He's like, I wasn't looking. I'm like, I didn't know you were blind. Like, like, are you fucking stupid? You're on the right lane on the fucking belt parkway and moving traffic and you're expecting us to just like stop so you can take a whiz? It doesn't happen like that. No. And us to block traffic so you could pee. He's fucking shot. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we were crying and he was just pissed off the entire fucking night after that. We had fun. We Alex, had fun. He didn't have a good time. He I don't didn't think. have a good time. Alex and I danced all night. Or for most Motorboated. Yeah, we, you, you motorboated the fuck out of me. Yep. You Jersey turnpiked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my signature, man. Alex is such a Jersey Turnpike. There's not one night I go out and I don't. You don't Jersey Turnpike. (laughs) She's bent over. She falls on the fucking ground. Yep. People are like, bro, are you okay? I'm like, I'm great. great. (laughs) Carry on. The night actually turned out fun, though. And we had this one DJ that was supposed to uh, DJ Guy Gerber. And then something with some COVID he fucking... He had visa issues. Was that what it was? Yeah. So then DJ Tennis. Yeah, he came up, which is even better. We love DJ Tennis. Yeah. We went to a tennis party like years... Thanksgiving Eve. <clears throat> like five years ago with him and Thug Fucker. Anybody that doesn't know who they are, just check them out on SoundCloud. They're fucking legit. Yeah. Legit. Well, we like them. A we lot of like people them. would beg to it's differ, like but... Deep- tech yeah like you gotta really be into that yeah it's not like some deep house stuff. yeah it's like, like de- it's it is like deep it's like, like dark guy gerber's a little more techie but yeah. like whatever anyway we like it we like it so just listen to it fuckers <laughs> so anyway yeah that was our weekend <laughs> we're still alive yep <laughs> we didn't leave him on the fucking belt no honestly at this point we should have <laughs> <laughs> please don't listen please don't listen <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to call into our guest. Our guest is is a friend of Claude's. So we know how this is going to (laughs) go. To piggyback off of Claude last week, uh, anybody that hasn't listened to our 50th episode, go listen. You are missing out in life if you don't listen to the Claude and the Wrestler episode. Seriously. So he's a friend of mine from Fight Club. He's a friend of Claude's. He's got some stuff to say. He wanted to just share some fucking crazy ass stories about his life. So we hope you guys like it. Enjoy. All right, guys. Here is our guest, Peter. Say, hey, Peter. Hi, guys. Hi, Alex. Hi, Addy. Hey. So Peter's one of our fans. Thanks for listening, Peter. Thanks for doing the podcast. You, like, love us. I feel like you might be one of our, like, top fans. I must be. I literally listen to your podcast nonstop for uh, about 2,400 miles across, like, 10 states. (laughs) Poor you. Wait, you said you had to pull over, though, because you were laughing so hard at one of Claude's parts. (laughs) I did. So I'm driving through, like, I mean, God knows where Oklahoma, right? In the middle of, like, like, I don't know, I was in, like, Garth Brooks County or something. 
and Hunt starts talking about like these 155 girls or something. <laughs> the 155ers, how they're the drunkest, yeah. fattest ones in the club at night. And they're, and they're wildebeest. Exactly. And he starts talking about like these wildebeest. And I'm like doing like 80 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour. And I'm like starting to drift out of lanes. I'm laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to kill myself over this lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> And then he starts talking about how I've had some real wildebeest. I think I think he used the term like some great big fat piles of flesh. Yeah. <laughs> and he said that, and I literally, I'm like, oh fuck! I pulled over to the shoulder of like interstate. I don't even know, like 40 or something in the middle of nowhere, and I'm like on the side of the road, laughing my ass off. <laughs> Do not drive and Claude. Yeah. No. No. I was I was guilty of DWC. Driving while Claude. Kiwi. Exactly. I guess you can't say trooper pulling me over. Like, what's wrong? Well, you know, listening to this police officer talk about really funny stuff, and that's why I was drifting in the lake. Now, you've been drinking tonight in Hill Officer. I've been clotting. Uh, out of the car. Let me check your phone. Wait, that you can promote our podcast. Oh, I actually did with a cop one time. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Ooh. Turned out PBA cards from New York City actually can get you out of trouble in Oklahoma. Really? Yeah, Oklahoma, they have these signs that say, like, speed limit 70, like, no tolerance. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, me, me being me, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I'm zipping along on, like, 85 or so. I thought, oh, I would do that not even thinking. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, out west, the speed limits are, like, 75 or 80 or something. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm driving along, like, usually, like, 90, 100 miles an hour. And uh, my car that I took was speed limited to 124. And I saw that, like, every hour. And... Uh, Trooper is in the middle of the road. I'm like, all right, I'm going 85. He comes right out behind me, lights me up. I'm like, well, here we go. And I was listening to your podcast. I was kind of giggling. So he pulls up. He goes, oh, what was so funny? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm actually listening to this podcast. You should listen to it. It's disappointed. But that's right. And I turn my phone around. And he looks at me. And he goes, what's that police thing you got? Are you a cop? I'm like, no, no. This is my uncle. He goes, what is he? I'm like, eh, it's, you know, so-and-so. And um, I show him the PBA card. He looks at me and he goes, in Oklahoma, when it says 75, we mean 75. I don't know what they do in New Jersey, but I don't know. We take our speed limit seriously. I apologize, Trooper. I didn't think I was going quite that fast. 75 is plenty fast for me. I'm used to 55 or 65. He goes, all right, just keep it safe and slow down. They're nicer out there than they are here. Yeah, they just, like, ticket you and just be like, fuck you, bitch. Yep. I've had that happen. I can't tell you how many times. I was glad I didn't run my motor vehicle record. Well, I feel like I said to somebody, I said to one of my coworkers the other day, I said, dude, I used to get out of all of my tickets. I would just be like, hey, officer. And I was usually always wearing like a bikini while driving, like in the summer, just because I, you know, whatever. I was always in a bikini and I would always get out of fucking everything. And now. Now you can't. I don't get out of anything oh, anymore. I feel either. like I'm just like not hot or like, I don't know no, what it is. I don't think they like let you go anymore. Because I used to, I've up. gotten out of tickets a bunch of times. Oh, and I've now gotten out of I've, everything. I haven't gotten out of any recently. No, I got a fucking like, phone damn. ticket the other day. I like get ticketed for every, like I was texting my coworker yelling at him for being a fat slob and I got a fucking <laughs> ticket. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 
you can go to work for that. Yeah, and so I tried to make him pay for it, but he didn't. But I, whatever. <laughs> well, you just saved me 50 bucks on buying him a bikini next time I drive to Long Island. <laughs> So, Peter, tell us some of your stories, because you have quite the life. I had a couple of interesting things happen. So the most recent thing that's pretty interesting is, um, I'll give you the background. Okay. I was dating this girl. I have the worst, and I mean, you think you guys have bad luck with women. I have the worst luck with women you can imagine. We have bad taste with men. As long as we got something in common there. Um, Yeah. I must have bad taste at women. And damn it, I'm, it's not because it's not I don't try. So I, I'm dating this girl, and my, one of my friends picks me up with her. We're going out for about four months. Uh, I'll call her Goldman. She works in investment banking. There's a ton of money. Nothing I care. Um, gorgeous, tall. I mean, absolute knockout. Liked sex about as much as she liked rebuilding diesel engines. <laughs> and for me, even on you know, my mid-40s, I still kind of have the sex drive of a high school boy. Well, I feel like it comes out back, like, in, like, your in your 40s. Because you don't give a fuck anymore. That's right. And you're not, you're I'm, more secure with yourself. It's just yeah. like, you know, I've heard a lot of guys say that they are heightened their sex drive in their 40s. No question. I mean, I, I don't think it's ever really gone down because, I mean, it's always been like a, I've always had this crazy sex drive. But right. to be fair. Um, it's just never gone away. I know some guys it goes away, not for me. So, Good like, for we you, be man. Sitting, I, I'm not complaining. Um, who doesn't love to getting laid? So, right. like, I'm over at her. I'm over at her apartment. She lives in Manhattan. I'm like, we're sitting down, like we're watching Netflix, right? And she goes, looks at me. She'll turn around. She looks at me. She goes, "So I guess we should have sex now, huh?" I'm like, well, that's sexy. That really got just me. Yeah, like wow. <laughs> and she would not let me go down on her. She, Barely let me touch her what down the here. She said, fuck is with girls like that? I don't understand that. I had to fucking ditch a guy because he wouldn't go down on me just because he doesn't think that girls like guys going down on them. Like, the guy fucking is shot. Shot. What? But, like, I was what? like, I'm not going to be I in a relationship that. with that. I remember you talking about that, and I'm driving. I'm always in my car, and I'm saying, guys, and I'm driving along, and I'm like, what? Yeah. That's like saying, yeah, I've got kids, and they really hate candy and ice cream and video games. Right. right. No. Thank women you. Love that. Women love it, except for the girl that you're seeing. Apparently, she hates it. Like I'm like I'm like fuck you. I know what I'm doing. I'll, I'm not trying to. What does she have? Like an ugly dirt. pussy? No, it's really beautiful. Actually, it does it smell? I, no, it was nice. I mean, is I she never insecure? Really got is she Amish? Is she like, Amish? No, actually, she's not. Italian and German. Um, so she was, you know, mostly access power. And she, or maybe I was Jewish, who knows? But I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, you know, this is like my favorite thing in the world to do. Like, I love. Like this. most men. I can do this for hours if given an opportunity. Like, <laughs> and, you know, I've learned if you're good at it, women tend to really appreciate and tend to reciprocate. Oh, so, we whatever. have been in relationships where we don't leave just because they're so good at going down on us. Yep. It's like we I, just stay. And it's toxic, but it's like the boxing yeah. is you know, so good. I got another story that comes to mind we'll get into. <laughs> and that's exactly what it's about. So this doesn't work out. And finally, after about four months, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not happy with her. Oh, my God. You sound like and me and the last guy I was seeing. This is like the exact same person, but the male and female version. 
I'll send you her number. Maybe you get them together. You know? Oh, they I was would just going to say, we could start a matchmaker business. Oh, my God. We'd be Based genius. on sexual compatibility. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Matchmakers for people that don't like to fuck. That sounds like a great idea. Oh, my God. That'd be so good. People that don't like oral. Does she give you head or no? No. No. She oh was like, basically, God. she would walk into her bedroom. She just stands there, takes her clothes off, lies down on the bed. And she's like, okay, let's do this. That is, I'm like, I, I, I can't, I can't, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't get into this. Foreplay is for everything in life. So she just wanted you to stick it in dry. Right. And I'm like, I, 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 I just, I can't get into this. I can't, I, I, I can't get excited here. Uh, Did you guys like make out? out? Was there, was there any petting? Was there any petting? Like, I'm very concerned by this right now. Kissing with the tongue was, she didn't like that. She didn't really like the kiss. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Wait, so, I know a guy like, that wouldn't make out with their, his significant others because he didn't like saliva. I'm like, oh, but you eat someone's box, but you can't put your tongue in their mouth? That is so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's just like, that's like a stupid phobia. That's like, that's like idiotitis. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like early on, like after a few weeks of seeing her, I'm like, look, like you're a nice girl. I like you, but obviously you're not into me. So I don't think this is going anywhere. And she gets like freaked out. She's like, oh my God, what makes you think that? Oh, I don't know. You don't want to kiss me. And I said, I just got into that stuff. She's like, I really like you. No, Bill, I really like you. And when I finally like sat her down, I said, look, I said, this isn't working for me. I'm a gentleman about it. You know, this isn't working for me. I just, we're just not going to be compatible. We're just too different. She's like freaking out. I said, what do you mean? Nobody dumps me. I'm thinking to myself, You've never been dumped before? How the fuck has she never been dumped if she doesn't like giving head? That Maybe is she's never dated anyone. That's why yeah. she's never been dumped. Because if a guy doesn't get head from a girl, they ain't sticking around. I can guarantee that. It's not my favorite thing in the world to do, but God knows I like it. Um, the truth is, she's 34. I look at her, I'm like, you're 34 years old. I cannot, if you're like this in bed, I can't be the first person to dump you. I didn't say that. I would have. <laughs> I pretty yeah, much said that to the guy that I was seeing. Like, what are you fucking stupid? No wonder you can't get a girl up because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> Precisely. But at this point, she gets a little sensitive about stuff and she was kind of upset. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to stick in the knife and twist that. That would be just me. Uh, much as I fucking want to. But, so whatever. So this is like, I went on this road trip back in May, right? So this has got to be like the beginning of May, like first weekend of May. This was probably Friday that we broke up. Uh, maybe it's the last Friday in April. And that weekend, my cousin says, uh, hey, we're going out to this bar here in Jersey. And my friend's a bartender there. And let's go get a couple of drinks and you get over this. I'm like, I'm over this. I'm fine. You know, this is my decision. I'm not... No, I'm not upset about this. Okay, so we get to, we, I pick her up, we go to the bar. And my cousin's back in school, and one of her friends, I guess she's obviously a bunch younger than her, um, my cousin's in her 30s, and went back to school. And as we get to this bar, and we start talking to this bartender, and she's really attractive. And we start talking, it's ridiculous, we start really hitting it off. I'm like, oh my God, this girl's literally half made, what the hell am I doing? Let's have some fun. Right, it's just a bartender, who cares? It's not that it is a bartender. It's just like, you know what? I mean, whatever. Fuck so, it. YOLO. Fuck it. YOLO. Right? So YOLO. And so I got to take my husband home because she's got a kid. Da, 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 two kids, actually. And husband's at home. He's like, you know, when you're coming home, take care of your kids. Whatever. So 
this girl's like, we exchange numbers. She's like, I better hear from you tomorrow. She's like, let's do something tomorrow night. I'm like, okay, I'm in. She talked me into it. And so the next night, she's like, just come over to my place and we'll figure out what we're going to do. Well, I went over to her place. We never left her place. That was great. So, and I told her, I'm like, look, you know, Friday, I'm going on a road trip. I'm leaving Friday, Saturday, and I'm gone for a few weeks. And no, I'm not, you know, like ghosting you. She's like, oh, I wish I could go with you. I'm like, I just met you. That's like, I weird. I want to be in, yeah. with you in a car for weeks, but whatever. And Tuesday night, I had things I had to do. Um, Wednesday, we hang out again. And it's the same thing. It's great. I mean, the sex is absolutely fantastic. She's got an amazing sex drive. She's not that, but she's not skinny. She's like 5'7". And I'm 6'3". So women are always, almost always a lot shorter than me. Um, and she's like 160. She's curvy. She's really got an attractive body in my mind. Um, she's got tattoos, which are, I mean, my people aren't supposed to get tattoos. I don't have any, but women are just a big turn off. They, oh, yeah. You Jews can't get tats. You know, my sister had them. So she's buried in the Jewish cemetery. So there is that. <laughs> um, Whoopsies. You can't do that. But, uh, oh, boy, did, boy, did mama get upset when she found about that. Uh, that was a fun day in my life, getting that phone call. So um, she actually had a bunch of tattoos. So anyway, this girl's got tattoos. And she's really attractive. And she's, you know, I mean, we're having like this amazing sex, having the time of my life. So Thursday, this is Wednesday. So I'm leaving Friday. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to spend the night there just yet. Let's, you know, try and be a gentleman here. And her, she's like, look, let's hang out tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Like, let's go get dinner. We know. Blah, blah, blah. We start talking. There's this restaurant in Jersey that she's always wanted to try. It's very famous. I said, look, we'll go there. Then we'll go have, then we'll do whatever. She's like, okay, great. So I go to pick her up that night and she answers her door. And she's not dressed to go out, but I guess she's kind of casual. But she's in like flip flops and a t shirt and her hair is up in a bun. And she looks angry. She's like, come inside. We need to talk. I'm like, now what did I do? You just fucking met. Right. I haven't had time to fuck up yet. Right. I was going to say, what could you have possibly done? What could you have done? Well, exactly. This is what I'm thinking. I'm like, all right, so she's going to tell me she doesn't see that. She's going to work. Oh, I don't fucking know. We need to talk doesn't mean we need to talk. We need to talk is a woman's way of saying you're in fucking trouble and you're going to hell. Exactly. Right. That's not like, hey, we need to have a conversation. It's like, we need to talk. Like, you're in so much trouble. It's not even funny. And she's got this fire in her eyes. I can see it. I'm like, what see? the fuck did you do? You fucked twice. That's it. Right? Well, I mean. Did she have an STD? I mean, no. So she, she goes, I have to ask you a few questions. Okay. And she goes, did you ever drive? a diesel Range Rover, which is a really uncommon specific car. I'm like, yeah, I did. I just sold it. But yeah, I had a diesel Range Rover. It's odd, random. It's like, okay. She goes, did you... I got cut that part. I don't want to sound like a bougie asshole. Um, so she walks in. She says, I have a few questions. Okay, did you ever drive this specific car? And it's a pretty uncommon car. I said, yeah, I did. I just sold it, but I had one. It's okay. She goes, did you ever manage a dealership? Because like Addie, I'm in the car business. In such and such. She said, yeah, I did. I said, I left you know, during COVID, um, but I did. She's like, okay, did you ever 
do you know a woman named, let's call her Brenda, from such and such town? I said, yeah. She goes, how do you know her? I said, well, we went out a few times last year right before COVID. Nice girl. She goes, and what happened? Her, the sex Jesus. was bad. It was the bad sex girl? No, this was a bad sex girl. This is bad sex girl is totally different. Bad sex girl is not a conversation. Okay. So, so this is a different girl. This is, like, uh, we went out, like, at this point, like, 13 months ago, right? Okay. So I said, yeah. She goes, well, how did it end? What happened? What did you do? I said, we went out a few times. She's a really nice girl. I had a great time with her. But she calls me, you know, after went out a few times, says, look, you know, I like you. You're a really great guy. Um, but uh, me and my ex-boyfriend really have been talking. And we were together for a few years. And we were getting serious. And I dumped him for, it turns out to be a stupid reason or overreactively. She had her reasons, I guess. And she's like, look, we're, we're talking. I think we're going to get back together. And it's just not fair for me to keep seeing you. Look, it's disappointing. Yeah, disappointed, but not surprised, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Always, always. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, if you want to follow through with your ex, or maybe that's just an excuse, but it's like, what are you mm-hmm. going to do? Like, right. all right, and I'm tapping she's out. She's honest, honest about right. it. Whatever. It's not like she ghosted you, so. No, exactly. And I respect that. I'm like, look, I respect that. I get it. And it turns out they really did get back together. And I'll tell you how I know about this. So the girl I've been seeing looks at me and she goes, oh, yeah, that's so and so. I said, you know her? She looks me dead in the eye with fire in her eyes. It's her sister. Goes, yeah. It's her mom. That's my mother. <gasps> I go, what? So let's get through a little bit of background here. The girl, her mom, who we call Brenda. And I went out last year. She was 39 years old. Now she mentioned that she had a daughter in college. I'm like, whoa. She's like, yeah, I got pregnant in high school. I said, and I fucked up. I got pregnant in high school. And I had a kid when I was like 16. Like, well, you know what? That could have kind of happened to anybody. We're not getting an abortion. You're having a child. And I respect that. And um, she's like, I was a kid when I had her, you know, and she's, you know, just about to graduate college. It's kind of crazy because of COVID. Come to think of it, this girl had just started her first year of grad school. I, of course, had never put two and two together because, I mean, I live in North Jersey. Millions of people live in North Jersey. Hey, what are the chances? What the fuck are the well, chances of you fucking somebody's mom and then a month later fucking the daughter? Right? Of course, this happens to me. Right. <laughs> so she looks at and So I look at her and I go, holy shit. Threesome? I'm like, I had no <laughs> idea. Well, I, I thought that might not be prudent because you know the mom's got a boyfriend now. But... <laughs> I look at her and I go, it's probably not the right thing to say, but whatever. Trying to levitate the situation. Who had the I better pussy? Go, <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, I look at her and I go, so you still want to go to dinner? No. Why She's did like, she think- even have you come over then just to tell it to you to your face? Like, I don't well, know. I would have done that over the phone. But also, what is she pissed off about? You How are know? you supposed to know? Alex. Addie, if you were dating a guy and you found out they'd also bank your mom, would you be just like, oh, okay? No, but I would be no. like, bro, but I wouldn't have you come over. I would say it over the phone so I wouldn't have to see you again. But I also wouldn't be mad at you. I, I would be, be mad like, at you for oh, not knowing. I would, I would be like, I just figured out that you also banged my mom, so I don't think this is really going to work out. Right. Exactly. That's not a conversation that most people outside of like Arkansas tend to have. So she's not, she's like, I'm not angry at you. I'm just a little freaked out right now. I don't know how to process this. She's like, I really think you should go. I'm like, look, I, I get it. So I get back in the car. I'm like, well, that's not how I plan on eating. Okay. Right. 
So I call my cousin. I tell her this. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I call my other cousin. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I don't even know how to process it. Right? So I'm driving, I'm driving home. I'm like, I gotta get dinner. And at this point, I'm hungry. So that's the end of that. And then this is Thursday, Friday. I throw it back in the car. Sunday, I made it to Chicago. Anyway, so I, I go on my little road trip. I, you know, go see my sites. I drive across the country and I'm out in Los Angeles for almost a week and then in Vegas. And I flew back east for a couple of days with my friends, flew back out. I'm driving around. An area called Monument Valley, which is in northeastern Arizona, southeastern Utah. Really beautiful area, really remote, no cell service over most of the drive. Because I'm off the interstate. When I get back close to the interstate, I get service again, and my phone starts blowing up with all these texts and calls and voicemails all day. And like when you land from a, a flight, Addy, or Alex, you know, your phone. Yeah, your phone yeah, is yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. It sounds like, a, you know, I sound like I'm in a casino. So. I see a voicemail from her, and then a text from her pops up. She's like, look, I tried calling you, I left your message. I, I, wanna, I really do want to talk to you, and I feel really bad. And you know, I talked to your cousin and da-da-da, because the day before my cousin actually called me and said she had talked to her a few days before, she wants to, like, talk to you, and she feels really bad. How blah, the hell does she know your cousin? Knows this girl? My cousin goes to school with this girl. Gotcha. Oh. And my cousin the bar where she was the bartender. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. okay. And I got to keep my cousin short because I have two cousins that are back in school getting involved. So she's like, look, she's really into you. She really likes you, but she's really freaked out right now. Why would she be freaked out? You she fucked says, her you mom. You know, people take these things real serious. And she, and this is so fucked up. I can't even believe I'm telling this. So she, turns out her and her mom aren't close. Her grandparents raised her. But right before I came over, she talked to her mom about something stupid, like a, a duplicate copy of her birth certificate because she wanted to get a passport or something. And it just comes up in conversation. She just started seeing some guys. She goes, oh, what does the guy do? Goes, oh, he works at a you know, manager on a car dealership. And she goes, oh, I went out with a guy, you know, like a year ago. And he was a manager at a car dealership. Really great guy. But, you know, you got to be careful. Sometimes these guys, just, you know, have to stay at work. And, you know, sometimes they get home at 9, 10 o'clock at night. Just, just, you know, know that that's like what their jobs are like. And she goes, oh, okay. She was like, wait, she says, did I, did I, she said, did I tell you about her? I'm like, you know, she's like, we went out when so-and-so and I went out. And the daughter, who I'm now seeing, goes, yeah, I think so. She goes, yeah, he's this guy, he like ran his dealership up in such and such town and he drove such and such car. And she goes, oh, what was his name? She said his name was Peter. And she goes, oh, okay, bye, mom. Yep. And this was maybe a half an hour before I got to her house, 40 minutes before I got to her house. So it was fresh. Uh, it was fresh as Mitterrand. So <laughs> she, uh, it's she was, you line. know, so fine. That's a good line. Yeah, you and look fresh. Fresh as Mitterrand. <laughs> I should just go down to shore and use that line just to be a scumbag, but I can't. <laughs> so, so she calls me. So I call her back. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm in the, I was in the, I thought you didn't want to talk to me. You were pissed off me to go. And I said, no, look, I'm, I'm here to talk to you. None of this was my plan. None of this was planned out. It's like, I know. I get it, right? She's like, but you didn't answer my calls or my texts all day. I said, yeah, because, and I'll send you pictures. And she actually liked the movie Forrest Gump. I said, you know that scene in Forrest Gump where he stops running and turns around and there's those crazy mountains in the background? She goes, yeah, I was there today. It's actually called Forrest Gump Hill. 
She goes, oh, I, said, I was in Monument Valley. I was all you know, in the middle of nowhere, Arizona, Utah. And there's really no cell service out there. It's dependable. Like you get cell service like right when you're in like a little village that you're coming through and then that's it. It's like, oh, I said, I literally just got back on. I'm driving back to Flagstaff to my hotel. I can talk now. I'll be in the car for, you know, two hours. I said, but I haven't had pretty much cell service all day. And maybe I get one bar here or there. I love that so, you're even explaining it to her. I would have been like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was great sex. Okay, so, true. Long story you do short, a lot of things for great sex. <laughs> you do. Don't we know? So, another <laughs> story we're going to get into, so I'm going to speed this up. So, long story short, I get back to Jersey. She's like, when you come back to, we talked a couple times on the way back. She's like, when you get back to Jersey, she's like, you better come see me. Okay. Well, I've seen her a few times since. I guess her little meltdown wore off. It, it, just, it just completely freaked her out that she was banging. She's like, I'm, she's like, you know, I'm banging some guys also with my mom. Like, this freaks me out. But I get it. My mom's not that much older than me. My mom's like 16 years older than me. And if you're 46, you know, I know you're like the oldest guy I've ever been with. But, you know, it, it totally makes sense for you to have gone out with my mom. But, like, it's just really freaking weird. But It's a small planned. world smaller than you think. So that's that story. But wait, but who is the better fuck? The mom or the daughter? The, the daughter. Okay. The mom was good, but the daughter has more sex drive. Okay. Okay. The daughter is the daughter is also freakier. Okay. And how graphic can I get? Oh, what the fuck uh, am I asking you for? We have Claude on our show. What are you kidding? Yeah, like, don't you Turn listen to all the episodes? You listen to the episodes, Peter. Yes, I did. Well, the other thing is, I've also done them both in the butt. Okay. Okay. Who's got the better butthole? So, uh, mom. <laughs> is it tighter? <laughs> no, mom, mom, it's easier to get into. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Mom's loose as a goose. <laughs> Fresh mom, as mozzarella. Mom. Mom was like, you know, like you had you in the carpet with like a three year old Lincoln town cars with like three hundred thousand miles on them. Yeah, delivery service. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, I've uh, kind of been seeing her, but she's got a couple of a number of issues. Number one, she occasionally likes to make fake accounts, go on Reddit, post pictures of herself on there, which doesn't bother me at all. So do we. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Her pictures are a little more graphic than what you guys have put on there. Well, I had to delete them. I don't know. Mine were pretty bad for my OnlyFans. Um, yeah, I've never actually gone on OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> I had a couple of the guys paying for it. Click, lick, <laughs> click, lick. And, no, he never paid. Cock, lick, and see. No, he actually never paid. There was a couple others that paid for it. That's hysterical. I know. I would I make them send me that. 50 bucks for a photo of my fucking, like, <laughs> nipple. <laughs> $15. No offense. God bless you. For a bunch of them paid. Fix. Well, I told them it was butthole, and then it'd just be like nip. <laughs> they would have to <laughs> That's honestly one of the funniest things I've heard all week. That's all month. And they'd so be like, that's disappointing. I'm like, you paid, bitch. <laughs> well, she's got a couple of other kinks. Like, she's bi, which is fine. But have you ever heard of school? I feel like everybody's bi now. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not either. She's a member of something called Skirt Club, I think it's called. What the fuck is Skirt Club? Okay, all the shit you two know, you don't know what this is? No! This is like, this is like a, a we-get-together-every-month-or-two club, and it's got these 
to all over the country, and it's a bunch of women, and most of them are straight and married. And they, they basically fuck? get together. They fuck. They get together and fuck. What? what? How do we not know you, about this? How do you not know about this? How do we not know about it? Alex is on her phone right now Googling skirt club. Sure Whoa, but you know what? I'll, okay, so I'm going to say something. I was talking to my coworker recently, and maybe it was you too. Like, no, it was my coworker. How I feel like every girl is a little bit lesbian. Like, we watch, uh, we watch lesbian porn. I like, I watch lesbian porn. I got very turned on by lesbian porn. I think that like, I am not gay. I don't, I wouldn't be turned on licking a pussy, but I think I would be turned on in like a threesome situation if a girl went down on me. Like obviously not a girl I know, it would have to be a certain type or whatever, but I would be very open to that. Where like, I think every girl has that little bit of lesbian in them somehow. I've had a number of women I've known have said this. Yeah. I think the reason I think it is, and this is just me throwing this out there, I cannot understand men getting with men because to me, men are gross. They're all hairy, whatever. Yeah. But women are beautiful. You yeah. Know? Depending on the woman. And men never have that natural ability. Most men do not have the natural ability, even if they're totally straight, to just look at another guy and say, damn, he's good looking. But right. You will see women very frequently say, oh my God, she's gorgeous. And then they, they say they hate her for it. Right. Well, even <laughs> yesterday, I couldn't stop staring at this girl at brunch because she was just very pretty. Like everything about her was very pretty. And I'm like, oh my God, stop staring at this fucking girl. I'm out to dinner. I'm at brunch with my parents. But I was just looking at her because it was, and it wasn't like a checkout thing. It wasn't a creepy thing. It was just like, I was just appreciating her beauty. And I like looking right. at pretty things. Like, I don't know. Like women, most, a lot of women are just beautiful. Can we talk about this for a second? Yes. This is a worldwide club that you pay a membership fee for. Oh, yeah. There's different benefits. You could be a temptress, seductress, or enchant enchantress. Yeah. Yeah. Get... An enchanter and enchantress, like the higher level? It's yeah, like... that's the highest one. So you have access to all this shit. It's like free-flowing champagne and flirtation and fulfillment. <laughs> should have me back on. We'll talk about it. You know a thing or two about it. Uh, I don't know if I get hurt on the podcast, but I can ask. I, um, ooh, I need to know about Skirt Club. So like, you, how, how much? You guys, that, Alex is on her phone right now looking at it. Well, the mission is to build better. an exclusive all-female community for empowerment and sexual discovery. I like, and so it's so funny too, like Goop, like Gwyneth Paltrow's show, they had this, they went to this workshop where all these women are in the workshop masturbating. And like in like in front of each other, in front of each other, and like learning how to masturbate, and like figuring out their sexual powers, and they're all doing it in front of each other in like a safe space, like lying on the ground, and they're doing this rock and roll motion, and like I feel like what? women's sexual empowerment, what? yeah, it's on the Goop, the Netflix thing. It was an episode. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow show. Yeah. Hard pass on that one. I was very yeah, like intrigued by stuff. it. It doesn't sound like a workshop. That sounds like a category on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of girls don't know their sexual power. So I feel like when all the women come together, maybe they, I don't know. Like how many women do you know, Alex, that don't know how to get off or haven't gotten off? Like I know one of my friends, she just, her she's 32 years old and she just 
finally got all started masturbating this year. What? Yep. Jesus oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. So like no, I feel I, like it's like a thing, like it's a movement. And when you're out with women, you're in a safe space, I guess. Fuck it. Why can't you just do, do it that. alone in your bed? Because a lot of girls don't want to. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know how to do it. Yeah. Bizarre. I I was with a girl one time who was thirty two, it's a few years ago. And she I don't think she'd ever orgasmed before. She'd never had anyone go down on her. That's insane. Yeah, I know people that have had that. Yep. Like they were in relationships for years on end, never had an orgasm. Right. Like, right. Well, one of our friends was engaged for two years and he never went down on her and he never got her off. Yep. I think I remember that was an episode. Yeah. 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 I I don't understand how you can do anything again. You can not want to satisfy your woman. How the fuck does a girl stay in that though? Like that's so beyond me. So wait, how much is the membership for the skirt club? It doesn't say. Can we wear mustaches and go and just check it out one night? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's like a whole process to get approved to be a member. Oh, damn she it. said like you have to submit photos and like a yeah. deal. Yep. And photos, full length bio, account details, profile detail. Yeah, you have to fill out a huge thing. So I guess guys just like can't sneak and show up or do they pick yeah, which no, girl they, they like better? No, never going to have to feel like there's no men there anywhere. And she said that um, it, it took like a week for her to get approved, like a week or two to get approved. The membership for her level is like, it's a few hundred bucks a year. And to go to these events costs, I think, two or $300 to go to them. And they're at like people's houses or like, if someone's like a loft in Manhattan. And it's like this huge loft. I mean, some of these women are very wealthy. They're That's so crazy. So what do they do? They, they even just have a boutique with different like Fuck each stuff. other at the club? Yeah. She said, basically what happens is at the beginning, they say, you know, everyone gets like a glass of champagne and they'll have like, uh, sometimes like a dominatrix, a dancer or whatever. And they have like, uh, something to kind of like break the ice. Like they have like a performer there. And then after that, pretty much everyone just gets naked. And sometimes there's groups of women going out together. And sometimes you just see some girl and you hook up with her. And Is yeah. it in private rooms or is it like all like an orgy? It's like. Uh, both. They have private rooms. They have orgies that go on. Um, it's a lot of times it'll be like if someone's big loft got a few bedrooms and there's private bedrooms and they put couches up and you know the lights aren't on real bright and you'll find a corner and a couch and go at it. That is so women wild. And they have different parties yeah. everywhere: Pilates in Paradise yeah. in Spain, Skirt Society London, Beauty Bound in Berlin, Queen of Hearts Washington D.C. Oh my god! Mini Skirt Los Angeles, Neon Lights London. <laughs> like what? If I didn't have to participate and spend money, I would apply just to see what these parties are like. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I can only imagine. There's a lot of like really attractive women at them too. Yeah, but I bet it's a lot of whales also. She said, believe it or not, she says, you think it's just a bunch of old butch guys. And I talked to Claude about it, and Claude was saying that, sorry, I'm outside. Um, Claude was saying that, yeah, it's a bunch of, like, grizzled, you know, bull dice. And she's like, no, not out. Maybe it is what Claude knows about, but not out here. It's not. There's a lot of very, very attractive girls. There's well, that's why you girls. submit like, your photos, so they probably pick through the photos. Yeah, this and, is, like, like a very one. sexy, like site and so like this is like the stuff. lesbians that like the lipstick lesbians. yeah they shit. have a video yes. of like, they're hot it, these girls oh yeah they are hot she said pretty much the girls there are all very attractive a lot of them 
you know, it's not cheap to do. So a lot of the women that do it are like in their thirties and forties and fifties. And there are a lot of older women there because you know, a lot, a lot of younger women can't afford it. You know, if you're 20, you gotta be 21 to do it. Um, I think she said, and she started doing it like a year or two ago and she turned 21 and, you know, that's, so that's one of her things, and I'm, I'm okay with that if that's her thing. Uh, are they mostly – hold on, wait, one one more oh. thing. I'm going to interrupt before you go into <laughs> it. Are they, like, mostly straight women that just want to get it out for a night, or are they mostly gay yeah. women? No, she said they're mostly straight or bi women. She's like, there's very few actual lesbians out there. Huh, all right. It, it's, it's a bunch of – she said – I'm like, like, so who's the average girl that does this? She goes, the average girl that does this is some housewife in her 30s or 40s, who's like married with kids and lives in a suburb. That's what she tells me. And I'm, I'm only going off, you know, well, I don't lie about it. That's true. You know, we'll get to that. Um, she said, it's like, a, it's like some it's like desperate housewives, it's like, you know, frustrated housewives, but right. they just want to get on with other women. And it's all no strings attached, all very anonymous. She said, there have been women at these events before that you and I may recognize. And it's all very anonymous. And you, and not bring a phone into it at all. No one's taking pictures. And, you know, the public doesn't know who's a member of this. Yeah. It's very private, very anonymous. And she's like, you know, you walk in, you basically go to this thing, you hang out, you get a couple of glasses of champagne, and you basically then just go randomly hook up with girls. And that's what they're all there for. That's crazy. And I, because women aren't usually, you know, into that just like totally random hooking up with strangers. Yeah, but like, I think it's yeah, different yeah, since it's a female. Mm hmm. And they're all there for the same reason. You know, they're right, all, right. all there to find some random girl to have sex with. So uh, it's her thing. But her other thing is that she has a bit of an issue with cocaine. and did something the other night that blows my mind. Right, cause I don't really do this stuff. Um, I mean, I did when I was in college a lot, but, you know, it's time to grow up at some point. Right. She works a bartender. So sometimes, like, I'll go over, to, I'll take a nap and then, like, go over to her house at, like, 2.30 or 3 in the morning after she gets off work. That's crazy hours. So I'm over there one night. And I guess around 4.30, since it's been in the I'm like, okay, four, some, about four in the morning, we, we end up falling asleep. I got over there, maybe quarter to three. Maybe it's 4.30, we fall asleep. She wakes up an hour later, gets up, goes to her dresser, snorts a line of coke. <laughs> she goes, ah, oh, that's better. Gets back into bed and falls asleep. Um, and I okay. may not be a pro at doing this stuff, but I've been around an awful lot of it. I mean, I did live in Florida for a while. And I, I'm i sitting there with like my eyes wide open like, did I just see that? Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't do blow and then just go to bed. I, and I was a yeah. drug addict. Yeah, I, I can't. That's not something you do. I mean, I could see smoking a Blunt, having a shot, not just like, okay, yeah. I'm good. Usually you're doing that so you could stay up. Right. Or right. sober I mean, like, up or whatever. I could never go to sleep on it. Like, I would hate falling asleep on blow. And why the hell you're going to waste how, how a line you? to just right. go to bed? Right. I did the math. That stuff costs as much money as gold per hour. You know? <laughs> of course, I did the math. It's money, right? Yeah, because you're I, Jewish. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, I'm starting a Rolex. But she, uh, yeah, uh, that blew my mind. I'm like, and I asked him, like, is that a heroin? She's like, fuck no, I never touch it. Disgusting. She's like, oh, folks, see for yourself. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't need to see for myself. I mean, I believe you, but it looked, certainly looked like coke. And I don't believe powdered heroin is bright white. Right. No, it's like a and grayish color. 
that's what I thought. It was like brown or something. Yeah, it's like a color. it's like a gray. It doesn't look like cocaine, right? No. Okay, because I mean I could see someone doing that because I think it, it knocks you out. Right, because then you're asleep and you're getting like you're coming off of it. I used to do that in the middle of the night. I would do lines of blow at night, like I would do it first thing in the morning. Like I would lay it out for myself before I went to bed, so I don't, my alarm yeah. would set off. I'd do it, put the snooze on, and then I'd be good. Sure, that's what people do. I mean, that, I did that in college. You remember? I'll wake up in the morning after a crazy night of stupidity, and you wake up and you blow a couple lines. You can make the class. Oh. Yeah, right. Um, not that it's a, a you know recipe for success in life, but hey, you know it worked it. for the time. Works for the time. So, yeah, that's. I mean, so you got a little bit of a train wreck going on there, and I. And uh, you want to hear the story about the uh, porn star act that we dated? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a weird one. Okay, so this is like seven years ago. So for work, I for job I did for a while. I traveled a ton. Like I was on planes on flights once or twice a week, running around buying cars. Okay. I was buying for a, a dealership group and I was overseeing these car operations. And I literally was on the road three days out of the month, four days out of the month. I'd fly to Detroit. I'd fly to Los Angeles. I, mean, I flew everywhere. So when you fly a lot, this is, this is important to remember. When you fly a lot, you get status on airlines. Right. That's you the get the miles and the points and all that shit. I was global services on United. I had to change planes to Dallas. I had a car change to my other day. It's not crazy. And I had lounge access. So I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I was down there for the weekend. I'm flying up back home to Newark. And the flights canceled. There was mechanical problems. And another flight started getting us on. It was delayed because of thunderstorms and weather. All right, so I got, I'm on that next flight. And I got a two, three hours to kill. And we just got done talking to the gate agent. And... Uh, I'm up in first class because most people that fly in first class are not people that are dumb enough to spend $1,500 to fly to Fort Lauderdale. Right. They're frequent flyers that get upgraded, right? Yeah. So, and I, I sit down for a second. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to step over the lounge and drink. And there's this girl that's sitting across from me. She's really attractive. And I'm like, like, did you get on the flight? I'm like, yes, I just did. And for whatever reason, this flight had a bunch of seats up in the middle. I'm like, well, and so we just start talking. Right, and we're really hitting it off. I said, "Look, I said I'm going to go to the lounge and get a drink." While it's coming, she's like, "I can't get in there." I'm like, "You can as my guest. Let's go." Like, "Well, I'm like, yeah, let's get a drink. It's a lot more quiet. It's quiet. We can get something to eat, and you know, hang out." Said, okay, so we go to the United Club. They have one at Fort Airport. I don't know if they still do the COVID. And these clubs are just like lounges. They're not like you know some secret crazy thing, but they have food, and drinks, and they're just quiet and they're relaxing. And it's you know standing next to like these sweaty nasty people with screaming children at the gate which i hate Ugh, the worst yeah right hate kids <laughs> i don't have any i don't want any <laughs> so we go to the lounge and they have a gate agent running around the lounge so we're there for like an hour and a half and we are getting along great we're making fans to hang out in york i go hold on a second i grab the gate agent at the time because i flew so much i was more than the top published tier as you know, they call it global services on United, which basically means the airline will blow you. Okay. But you okay. spend a lot because you spend a fuck ton of money with the airline, right? Right, right, right. Like out of your dealership, if you had a company that bought 30 cars a year from your dealership and your service department's a week backed up and they're like, look, this car we gotta get out, today. Right. Of course. And that's really what these elite tiers are. They're, it's a way to reward their best customers. And I was like, oh, I'm flying on 150,000 plus miles a year. And I'm usually buying tickets on 
short notice of these expensive fares. Anyway, I say, this is so-and-so. I said, uh, I, she's my travel companion, and I noticed she's not in, um, she's not sitting next to me, the seat next to me open. She goes, no, but the, I've got two across the aisle from you. She's your companion again. She's my traveling companion. It's okay, here, let me print out a new boarding pass. This is her name, right? Yeah, I got her. Okay. Print out a boarding pass. I walk over. I said, well, I got a cool idea. Why don't we fly? fly? And I'm just totally like taking a stab in the dark. Here. I figured out how we could sit together on the flight up. She goes, oh, that's great. I said, here's your new boarding pass. She's like, row two. That's like first class. I said, yeah. She goes, how'd you get in here? And how'd you get in first class? I said, look, I just fly a lot for work. I told you. So when you fly a lot for work, the airline really takes care of you, which is the truth. I mean, right. I don't want to be a work. And, you know, obviously this is stuff that almost never works that I don't ever do, but in this case, it actually works. You got to kind of flex your muscles a little bit. Right. But I mean, usually I think it's the guys that do that, like, oh, I've got back, like, oh, I've got money or oh, I've got pull here. You come across like a bit of a jerk. It would work for Alex. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm anybody like, yeah, did that to Alex, she'd be like, hi. I don't give a shit if you're bragging or not. Get me in first class, motherfucker. Hey, Peter, uh, want to fly with Alex anytime soon? Let's do it. As long as it's on United. So, Delta, because we had a flight Delta from Vegas to Cincinnati. He didn't give a shit who I was. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're, you're not getting upgraded. Fuck you. So, we've been on the plane. She's like, oh my God. She's like, like they're boarding, the, you know, they board here at Global Service November 1st. So, we were like the first people in the place. Like, how'd you do that? I'm like, well, I've got, you know, there's tiers, and I'm like their highest tier. Like, I think, oh my God, wow. Okay, whatever. So I said, yeah, if you fly a lot for work, if she had said she does like some modeling and some bit part acting, I didn't think anything of it. Okay, you know, like, oh, I acted like, you know, I like, get like a little bit parts, like chunk stuff and like stuff for the internet. I'm like, okay, I'm not even putting two and two together at this point. So that week, she's in New York all week. That week, we hang out a couple times. And the first time, like, we just went out like on a regular date. Went, got a drink, then got dinner, hung out. Second time, we did more than hang out. This is great. She's like, I'll be back in New York in, you know, two and a half weeks. I want to see you again. I said, absolutely. So we're texting back and forth here and there, and she's back in New York again for another five days, and we hang out a few times. And then she's based out of Los Angeles, so I had to go out to L.A. for an auction. I'm like, I'll fly out the night before, and we can hang out. She's like, I'd love that. Great. I'm out in L.A., we hang out in L.A. And this goes on for about two months. And I feel like that's fun back, dates, though. Yeah. Different states, everything like that. Like, that's fucking awesome. It was a lot of fun because, you know, plus, you know, it's like February and I'm out in L.A. where it's like sunny and warm. And right. Like where New York, New Jersey is gross. Yeah, it's cold and gray and shitty. And I hate that. So this is wonderful. And these things are going well. And she's like, yeah. Like, oh, you, you know, L.A. is so great. You'd love living out here. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. But okay. And she's back in New York a couple of weeks later. So we're out in the city. And we're at this bar restaurant place down in the meatpacking district. And I run into some of my friends who happen to be in the car business. And you guys worked in the car business. You know what kind of savages work in the car business. They're savages. Yes. They're fucking dogs. Right. So... She, we're at the bar and the guys are staring at her and to be fair she is really really attractive right like I'm thinking I'm punching a little bit above my waist here right but she's a really attractive girl and we get along really well she's a real sweetheart and she goes to go to the bathroom and my one friend walks over to me and he goes dude you are a sick bastard I'm like thank you for the compliment but what are you, what are you saying about 
He goes, what are you paying her? Excuse me? I said, this girl I've been seeing for a few months now. I said, I still, what are you talking about? He goes, what the fuck? How much are you paying her? Come on, guys. The guy's like, dude, you know who that is. What are you paying her? We know who she is. I'm like, I don't. Now, to put this into perspective, well, let's take this into perspective after. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, that's so-and-so. Wait, can you She's give us her name star. on the podcast or you'll just tell us afterwards? No, I'll tell you afterwards. No, I got Okay. Okay. There's a reason she doesn't want I said rather not. I don't okay. Her. All right. You got to tell us afterwards, though, because I want to look her uh, up. 100%. <laughs> so um, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And the other guy's got her up on his phone. He's like, yeah, it's her. I'm like, Is she like a famous porn star? Like fucking not like Jenna Jameson uh, status, but like, no, is she no, like no, uh, She's kind of well-known. You can say it Not like Mia Khalifa big, but just like if you yeah. watch enough porn, you know who she is. I guess. Okay. And okay. Listen, have I watched porn? Yeah, plenty of times, but I'm not like super into it, number one. Yeah. Because the real thing is a trillion times better. Right, right, right. And I just gotten out of dating someone for a couple of years uh, who turns out was cheating on me. And well, that's a common thread around here, isn't it? Facts. Oh, yeah. So. This is going to sound really like really like cucky and pathetic. If I'm dating someone, it, to me, if I'm looking at porn a lot, like that's like fucked up. Really? Right? I don't know. I feel like if I'm jerking off the porn, I should be getting laid, right? If you're her house, thank you. Hmm, yeah. I think. You know, so, I mean, I was with this girl. We had an incredibly healthy sex life. We had sex almost every night. You know, what am I looking at porn for? I'm getting laid every night. Right. Facts. So, um, and she was a lot of fun. So I'm like, holy shit. So she walks back from the bathroom. All the guys are now staring at her, like eyes laser beamed at her. She looks at me. I look at her. She goes, I'm like, yeah, want to go outside and have a cigarette? She's like, yeah. She looks at me and she's like, why are they all staring at me? I'm like, um, and she looks at me. She goes, oh, fuck, this always happens. I said, what do you mean? She goes, <laughs> she goes, and she puts like her hands in her face. I'm sorry. I really never told you what I really do for a living. I'm like, like, what did they tell you? I'm like, well, they told me something, but I want to hear it from you. She goes, well, I am an actress, and I do some modeling. She goes, it's just, I forgot to tell you that I'm usually not wearing any clothes. That's so fucking crazy. You know why like, she probably you- didn't say anything, though? Because the minute want, yeah. somebody finds out she's a porn star, they want to be with her because of that. Or they don't want to be with her because she's getting railed every day by different men. Well, True. this is the thing. She looks at me, and she's like, and the first thing I worked with, she goes, I don't work with men. Oh. I said, okay. Now, I know at this point I knew before she dated me, she was in a relationship with a girl. Okay? All right. She in skirt club? And yeah. No, I don't think she is in skirt no, club. No, because lesbians aren't uh, in skirt club, only true, the housewives. True, true. <laughs> this, is, this is my life, right? So she says, I'm uh, I'm kind of embarrassed. I feel like a shit for not telling you. And I get yeah, that you hate me for it. I don't hate you. I feel like sometimes you just want a clean start, though. Yeah, I mean, I... You're going to find like out anyway, thing. though, right? Yeah, she's like, you know, she's like, it's just, she's like, when people know what I do for a living, I get treated totally differently. Right. She's yeah. like, they look at me like I'm a whore. Clearly. She goes, I don't fuck on the first date. She goes, I totally compartmentalize my work. It's work. I don't get off on it. She goes, it's not what you think. And so we have this whole talk about maybe other people say things. And then we went, I went to another restaurant, obviously, this night. And we had dinner, and then we talked, and then we, I got laid. And it was a wonderful night. And we kept seeing each other for a while. And basically, she stopped working, and I stopped buying cars in California. And 
it just, you know, it wasn't going to work out. I mean, we still talk once in a blue moon. She's an absolute wonderful girl. She got into it because she basically had a shitty upbringing and couldn't finish school and was very attractive and got a job dancing and wasn't really making enough money where she was dancing. And somebody recruited her for it. Damn. And she's like, you know what? I'm going nowhere in life. Maybe I'll make some money doing it. She made pretty good money doing it. Not as much as you think. Yeah. How much do porn stars um, make a year? About like a hundred? Yeah, they make a lot less than they used to. Um, I feel like that's not enough to fuck on camera unless it's something that you really want to do for a living. Or if you're going to be working at fucking McDonald's or doing that. Porn, I guess. Well, some people want to do it. Like, I remember watching a Jenna Jameson, like, documentary. And at 16 years old, she was at something, like, pulled her shirt off. And her brother was there. And her brother's like, oh, my God, put it back on. So she was like always horny and always wanted to do that shit like some people want to do it some people just fall into it she said there are some people that really truly like this is what they want to do with their lives right and she's like you know there's a lot of girls i've met honestly knowing her kind of turned me off from porn a bit because she says you know there's a lot of girls that do this that you know they grew up in an abusive home and like it's left home at 16 or they have had a really bad upbringing and or they they have some drug addicted abusive boyfriend or something and they didn't finish high school they're, they're never going to college they live in a small town in kansas or something and you know they don't have lots and lots of options because let's face it, if you didn't finish high school and you're not going to college right what are your, what are your career options you know, yeah it's harvest? like cvs okay. mcdonald's fast food restaurants or stripper porn pretty much and she's like look you know i can my options were like work at the Seven Eleven in town or at the truck stop and make six bucks an hour mm-hmm. or work at McDonald's and make six bucks an hour and live in a trailer if I'm lucky and, you know, meet some loser guy or go to Los Angeles and travel and, you know, it's like I, I can make eighty to $150,000 a year doing this. They don't make a lot of money off the porn. Apparently, they make money if they go and do feature dancing at clubs and go on tours. I feel like OnlyFans girls make way more money than that. Well, the porn stars are all opening up OnlyFans, and right. if you're like a Jenna Jameson and you do an OnlyFans, you'll get a half a million or a million subscribers. Right, 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 right. And then you're making you know? a ton of money. Millions. Right. These it's girls like, are making millions on OnlyFans. Yeah, what's that one? Bella Thorne? I Bella Thorne. But she star? didn't even know. She didn't post any nudes. Oh. She did not post one <laughs> nude photo. Oh, yeah, there was that whole controversy, And she right? made a million dollars in a day. Yeah, that other one who was at Catch Me Outside, Oh, oh, Bad right. Bobby, whatever it is. Baby. Whatever her name is. Bad Baby. I don't, I don't she know. She just bought like a mansion. Yeah, from OnlyFans. As soon as she turned 18, she got on it and got like millions of subscribers. But she's posting Snatch. Right, but don't yeah. forget, these are also people that probably before they went on OnlyFans had like millions of Instagram subscribers or right. millions of Twitter followers or something else. What if right. a famous porn star is going to have a million, a million Twitter followers or whatever? Right, right, right. So if they go on OnlyFans, they're going to get a lot of subscribers. Yeah, and even if they only get <clears throat> not even like repeat subscribers, they just get that ten bucks for the month or twelve bucks for the month or whatever. Like you do that, how with how many people you're going to make a ton of fucking money? You get a hundred thousand subscribers, and if you net five dollars off, that's a half a million dollars. That's real money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, she wasn't into a lot of that. I, I'm sure she's got no fans at this point. I mean, why? Who wouldn't? Can. Everybody does. I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can make money, why not? 
I never held it against her. I mean, look, that's what she did. And, I mean, given the circumstances that her life was in, you know, I don't blame her for it. I didn't fault her for it. I mean, I feel like I would have been mad for her not being honest from the jump, but I get why she wasn't honest from the jump. You nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. And that's exactly what my position on it. Right. Like, I I get it, but I don't want to go into a relationship being built on a lie or a white lie or a lie by omission. Yeah. At this point, I realized this probably wasn't going to be a super serious relationship. Right. You know, she knew I never wanted to have kids, and she always wanted, I mean, she told me she wanted to have children. So I knew, like, long-term, this probably wasn't going to be anything serious, but, I mean, really, honestly, a very, very smart girl, very intelligent. Yeah. Just, you know, not everybody comes from a good family in a, a nice area, you know. Well, and no, and the options and listen, are fucking someone's got to do it. Like, Somebody's got to do it. It's like... That's your career choice. It's fine. If I, if I, honestly, if I didn't have such a family dynamic in my life, I probably wouldn't give a fuck and promote the fuck out of my OnlyFans. I would have been like, go for it. Like showing face. Like, of course, I, I, you know, I have such a family home base that I would never want to offend any of them or, you know, disappoint any of them or whatever. But if I didn't have that, I would absolutely promote my fucking nudes because it's it's a fucking body. Who cares? Right. It's not like they're it's fucking your body me. If you can make money. Right. If I can make money right. off of my body and like a pair of fucking titty pictures, like I would love to be in Playboy or something like that. And like now, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's it. No, imagine. Now imagine you came from a disgusting bunch of scumbag families, and your dad walked out on you, or your dad was in a piece of shit. Right. Your mother was like a crack whore living in the middle of nowhere in a trailer or something. Oh, I'd probably do that it in a fucking upgrade. heartbeat. Like, I wouldn't yeah, care. Because so I, yeah, I wouldn't I be, I wouldn't be disappointing anybody. Exactly. That's why I don't do it, because I know who I'd be disappointing. It's not because, like, my morals are better or worse than anybody else's. Like, I feel God like... I, mine are. Yeah, I, f- I fucking don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> what are these morals you speak of? What are morals? No. Let me Google that really quick. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a Wikipedia thing on it. So, I mean, that was, that was the fun one. Um, then there was uh, the other good story I've got, if you want to hear this one, is uh, getting drunk saved my life. Okay, tell that one. This one's good. So, I was living in Florida, and I lived in Orlando. And my father just passed away, and I shut the dealership that I owned down. I did high-end used cars. And I had some money I'd made, so I didn't have to worry about what to do next. And I had this serious girlfriend, and this is, we're talking, this is 15 and a half years ago. And I had this real serious girlfriend that I was with, and I, there was always something in the back of my head that knew she wasn't with the one, and we don't see why. So, but we're at this point talking about getting married. So one night, we're going to go out to the bar to meet her friends, none of whom I really liked that much. Um, because, I mean, I made pretty good money back then, but... Um, you know, I, I was always wearing, like, cargo shorts and, like, T-shirts or polo shirts. I mean, I'm just not a real super fancy person. And I'm just content to just sit in the corner and drink my PBR. So we go to downtown Orlando to this bar, one I actually like, that my friends go to. And I run into my friends from the car business. And you can just imagine what's happening next. Oh, it's a shit show. Of course. So There's so much guys. fucking coke. There's so much booze. Oh, yeah. And... So my one buddy's there, he's a sales manager at a local dealership, general sales manager. 
looks at me and goes, he's from Alabama. He's a complete redneck. And I love him. We're good friends. And he goes, you dumb Yankee Jew, fuck up and drink you under the table. I'm like, no, you're not. Stop calling me. And we're just, you know, this typical car business banter. You don't work in it. You kind of don't get it. Sir. Right. Yeah. We're so mean to each other. And it's like, it's like telling each other how we love each other. Like right. the meaner right. you are, the closer you are. Thank you. So I can call him like an inbred Klansman. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And it's like, it's, it's like, like yeah, that's how we like say like terms of endearment. Right. Okay. So you guys get it. Most yeah. All my other friends have normal jobs. So <laughs> they're normal human beings. Obviously we're, we're completely fucked up. So, um, we start doing Irish car bombs and running to the bathroom to do coke. So this is really a good way to say an Irish car bomb. For those that don't know, there's a pint of Guinness. So I took a shot glass with Jameson in it or something and drop it in the pint of Guinness and pound it. It's a very good way to get very inebriated, which I did. I must have had 15 of these pints of Oh, geez. So the night comes to an end, a little earlier than it should have. I mean, I'm so drunk that I'm like running to the bathroom to like do coke to just try and get my shit together. That's how pissed out She is not, she's not very happy with me at this point because I've embarrassed her in front of her friends. Yeah, oh, well. Oh, well, shit happens. Get over it. She's really annoyed at me that I got so drunk. Well, you know, mistakes were made. These things happen. So I'm, I am so drunk I can't walk straight. I'm staggering back to the car, and I go to light a cigarette, and I walk right into traffic. She goes, watch out, you asshole. Oh, watch. She goes, watch out, watch out. Peter, watch out. And I'm like, what? And I turn around. I got hit by a taxi cab. Oh, oh shit. Suing. Well, you know, I mean, I was, and I, I get knocked on the ground. I hit my head on the curb, and I cut my forehead. And if you cut your forehead, you bleed like a stuck thing. Right. Yeah. I'm bleeding like crazy. I look up in the taxi cab. I'm pounding on the hood. I'm like, you dumb motherfucker, fucking asshole. He actually like, drives off down the block. He's in a complete nerd. Oh, shit. I'm he takes like, off? So the guy that hit me in the taxi cab drives like, at the end of the block because I'm pounding on the hood of his taxi like, I'm going to kick your ass you now. Oh, okay. Machismo asshole. And I realize this is completely my fault. There's a police coming because it's a state road, apparently, or something. Florida Highway Patrol shows up. So we get to the hospital, and I'm in the ambulance. And I'll give you 50 bucks if you stop it. The Chevron and pick up a six-pack of Guinness, and then I just sit down and shut up. Nobody this evening was happy with Peter's antics. Right. Nobody was pleased with my behavior that night, and rightfully so. That was pretty drunk and pathetic. And it happens to the best of us. Don't beat yourself up over it, Peter. I, you know, it was one of those nights, and so she. Just in the end, she's like, you're such a fucking asshole. You know, um, she had a pretty thick accent. She actually grew up in Venezuela. She's like cursing at me in Spanish. I had a vague idea of what she's saying. I wasn't like, she's calling me like a pathetic asshole. And I kind of already did it again. Uh, Jewish girl from Venezuela. Like, okay. So we get to the hospital and they start running all these tests. Well, I'm now starting to sober up a little bit. And I'm going to come to find out. This doctor comes in and he goes, uh, Peter, we need to talk. Okay. He goes, your skin show, you have, you know, uh, basically three cracked ribs. You bruised the kidney. I've done worse on motorcycles. He goes, so that's, we can discharge you for. He goes, but I have to refer you to the oncology department because you're showing signs of pancreatic adenocarcinoma. Oh, my God. What's that? Addie, you probably know this story because we've been in fight clubs together for quite some time. 
basically, I have, they find a tumor in the tail of my pancreas. That's bad. Early stage pancreatic cancer. Well, that's like so, you don't come back from pancreatic cancer. No, very rare. Very no, I'm rare. one of the only ones. Because almost everybody that gets diagnosed with this is diagnosed stage four. I'm one of, I'm like, I'm like luckier than a sailor in Bangkok with a hundred bucks in his pocket. <laughs> Seriously. Okay? I mean, I am like, this is like a blessing from God that this happened. Dead so, ass that you fucking got I, hit by the taxi, went in there and they're like, hey buddy, you got cancer. <laughs> right. And I, so it turns out that this is, I was quite early stage and this is something that rarely happens and I got very lucky. So we go to the oncologist at a hospital in Orlando. They do a, they put a long thin needle in you. They get some cells. Yes, it is in fact cancer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? I'm from up north. Sloan Kettering is the best hospital in the world. I'm telling her, I said, let me call a friend of mine who can get me into a really good guy up there. And I want Sloan Kettering to give me a second opinion. Because the guy in Florida is basically like, you got pancreatic cancer. He goes, yeah, it's early stage. He goes, but nobody beats this. You can be dead in here. I'm like, fuck you. So, I said, look, let's fly to New York as soon as we can. I want you, you, know, you come with me and we'll go up there for a couple of days. Let me get some tests on the phone. Let me see what they say. Cause I, you know, I don't want to die. Right. So she's being all supportive and she's obviously saying, I'm going to be with you and this and that. Okay. So I call Continental Airlines because it was before it was United and I get a couple of tickets for us to fly from Orlando to Newark and then we go to the hospital. That's in like three days time. The night before we're going to leave, said an early morning flight. The night before we leave, I come home because I went to see a buddy of mine and got a beer with him. Um, I come home and she's cleaned out all her drawers. She lives at my house. And she looks at me and she goes, I'm sorry, I can't go with you to New York. I'm like, what's all your stuff packed up and why is your car all full of stuff? She goes, because I'm leaving you, I can't deal with this. I can't handle this. Whoa. I'm sorry. That's so fucked up. Isn't that? And to think I was thinking about buying, putting a ring on her finger. Well, it's like you really see some people's true colors when shit hits the fucking fan. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, you know, like you said about someone's true colors, you see someone's true colors. They say a friend in need is a friend indeed. And that was, that was this. And I don't know. I should have been really upset about this because I thought I was in love with her. But when she did that, it just, I don't know what's wrong with me. But it flipped a switch in my head, and I'm like, I'm like, the door's right there. You can go. Right. Well, here's like, the thing. Go fuck is. yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I, I'm sick. This is where you should be helping me, not packing up. Yeah, and it, I get to, I get up the phone the next day, and I'm in New York for a few days, and I get a bunch of testing done over like a day and a half, and like we gotta wait for results. I'm like I'm gonna stay in town, and then I, I meet with the oncologist again. He's like, look, he goes, the reality is. You, you do have it. He goes, but it's a very slow progressing disease early on. He goes, you could have had it like this for years before it spread. He goes, you have a very good shot of feeding this. You know, it's been quite early. It's not even early. It's barely even stage two. Because we think we see some things in some nearby lymph nodes. But we're going to do, I recommend this, this treatment, that treatment. And then we're just going to cut part of your pancreas out. Now, the normal surgery for this is they cut half your guts out. Yeah. And it's a very dangerous surgery. It's called a Whipple. Oh, said, yeah. And that's so painful and stuff. The recovery, right? I've heard about this. Oh, and this, you're permanently ruined, like, digestive-wise for the rest of your life. Do you have to wear a colostomy and, bag or no? No. So they started out with um, chemotherapy, 
They put me on, and the chemo wasn't even, one of the chemos they put me on was really terrible. And they shrunk the tumor. Then they went in. At this point, I've moved back up here. That's why I left Florida. And they did laparoscopic surgery, which is minimally invasive. Mm-hmm. And they cut the, snipped the tail of my pancreas off, basically. And they cut out, they did a few surgeries, they cut out a bunch of lymph nodes. Long story short, I mean, I was in treatment for a while because there was apparently one lymph node they thought they missed. That was a whole other story. But basically, I've been in remission for no detectable cancer since 2009. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm 12 years uh, off this. So I'm I'm, I'm in good shape. Now, downside is because of this, I developed diabetes. So, okay. Because I don't have a full pancreas left, but right. I, mean, I can live with that. It's like the lesser of two evils. So, right, right, right. So normally good things don't come out of getting pig stupid drunk and acting like a complete <laughs> sometimes, but sometimes it does. It does. <laughs> so that's why we got to keep continue to do that. <laughs> For you people, you can. Yeah. I'll stay on the fucking yeah, wagon. Exactly. For you lunatics out there, sometimes getting drunk and stupid can actually save your life. <laughs> Pretty much. They probably don't teach us the kids in school, right? No. Kids. I think no, I think that was one of the things in the DARE program. Yeah. <laughs> what? Keep getting drunk. It saves Get lives. Get really fucked up. You could save your life one day. Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, so that was that was interesting story, but I mean it it was it was I mean, chemo isn't fun, radiation isn't fun, you know, I mean, uh, getting treatment isn't a lot of fun. And for someone to walk out on you like that, I'm like, you know what? Thank God you did, because imagine if I had married you. Holy fuck. Imagine that. And then like when shit actually like obviously you see somebody's true colors, but like say you stayed with somebody like that. Woof. It's like you see it and these things happen for a reason. And you're like five years later or even a year later, you're like, thank the fucking God. Yeah. Well, I always tell like my friends and stuff. I'm like, you really don't know someone until you like suffer a tragedy with them. Right. Because they could be like the least supportive person. You could right. have two different grief styles right. and coping things. Right. And it's like you really don't know someone until you go through some shit with them. Right, 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 right. And see how they handle it. Yep. Right. You know, a few years ago, I lost my sister, my baby sister. Um, she would have been, she was 31 when I lost her. Oh, shit. And, yeah, it was Addie Mae, if I remember this. Um, she, uh, there's a picture on my Instagram page. So when that happened, my best friends that I grew up with, some of my best friends today, literally, I mean, one of them flew cross country, another one drove down to Florida with me. I mean, my, my closest friends just dropped their lives and came running. Well, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's like, that's what you do. You, know, you don't walk away from someone when shit happens. And then later on when, I'm sorry, her name Vanessa, um, it's her real name. When she found out that I was beating this and I was going to be fine, and, oh, I got a call for it. Look, I lost my mind. I'm so sorry. I'm like, Fuck you. <gasps> oh, Fuck my God. this bitch. Give us her address. We will find her. Seriously. No, life got to her because it gets better. Wait, life got to her because what? It gets better. Life got her back. I, not that it gets better. Bad happened to her, but um, she marries this jerk and pops out a couple kids real quick. I mean, literally, like, she was probably married less than a year. She, I think she had twins. She has two babies. Then 2008 happens. I got screwed in 2008. I was a Bernie Madoff victim. I okay. lost a lot more money than I want to say on the podcast. But I told Addie, I lost a fortune. Damn. 
and I almost got wiped out. And I was finishing up treatment, and I was living off the income off that. The money was invested with a, a guy I knew very well in Florida, and he had it reinvested with Madoff. Yeah, everybody so, was screwed by Madoff. Oh, boy, did I, I got screwed. No lube. No, it didn't even give me a reach around. No, yeah, that's sure. like anal, no lube, right in. With no. a spiked bat. No, <laughs> no lube. That's like, I forgot. Wait. I didn't give a dick in my ass. That was a spiked bat. It was like, yeah. <laughs> so, like a cactus. <laughs> Enter it's here. Cactus. I like how you think. Um, <laughs> so I got screwed. Her husband was like really heavily leveraged in real estate. And lost everything and went bankrupt and they lost the house. And they were living with their parents. And then he basically drove his car, like one of their cars or something out to like a parking lot or like a grocery store or something and blew his head off. Oh, <laughs> shit. And I mean, look, I Karma lost my got father. that my, bitch. I, I just we're lost so my dad. We're laughing. I lost my sister to suicide, but I, to this day, I'm still like, hey, I got you. <laughs> like, I know I married this guy, he's making all this money. And then I heard about that through the grapevine. I'm like, karma. Sucks Don't to you suck. love it? <laughs> that, that's not karma. That's like a Bugatti karma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did he really blow his head off or did somebody else get him? Who knows? Because like, he took down a bunch of investors. <laughs> Sorry, second. Should have stayed with the man with cancer. <laughs> that would have been a better, a better. Pick. You know what happened? I would have gotten burned by Madoff, and it would have been like, you know what? Oh, you lost all your money. That's so terrible. I'm so sorry. I gotta go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Some people only want it when things are good, and that's and when I you thought- know they're not the real people in your life. <laughs> And I actually saw her about two years ago when I was down in Miami. We have a lot of friends in common that hang out at the same places. Does she look like shit? I hope so. She has not aged well. Oh, Time and yes. gravity have not been kind to her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer I was hoping for. Did she put on some pounds? A little. Yeah, she's uh, she's put on some pounds, but it's not even that. It's just that, I mean, she, her face, she's a beautiful woman. And she's not, it has not aged well. Looks are fleeting. I mean, you want to marry someone, it's, it's because you're in love with the person. But right. They're And they have a good heart, which clearly she doesn't. She does not. <laughs> nope. I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, you're not even hot anymore. Ha <laughs> 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 Life got you, bitch. Like, ha Oh, and uh, I just a succession of failed relationships. And uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, you're uh, not making any money. And you're living in a crappy apartment. And, uh, and your kids are ugly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, your life sucks. And, uh, gee, my heart bleeds for you. That must be terrible. Jake. Oh, I hope things get better for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm gonna go play with my friend. I'm gonna go play with my friend yacht now. I gotta go. Yeah, you know? I'm going to skirt club. Peace. <laughs> well, I can't until I get the bottom surgery, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually really. So, that's uh, those are a few stories. I got a million more, but those are some of the better ones. Those were some good ones. Well, thanks for coming on, Peter. We appreciate your story time. No, oh, I love I love any Fight Club member that comes on here. It's always it's because we're all like fucking 
degenerates that it just yeah. makes for the worst stories. And then obviously Claude comes on every 10th episode because he's the biggest degenerate of them all. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, I'll send this to you uh, afterwards. I got something to text you. I got to send this to Alex. I was talking to another member of Fight Club, uh, who you know that I know, uh, who we were talking about before, him and his wife. And I said, um, yeah, I'm going to you know, be on Eddie's podcast tonight, Eddie and Alex's. But he's like, oh, wow. He said, that's awesome. And he said, I said, I can't you know, top Claude, though. He goes, I don't think anybody can, nor should they. <laughs> That's, Good point. That's so factual. <laughs> no, Claude is a man in his own, like, I don't even know. No, one of my friends texted me and was like, I can't believe someone like him exists. Yeah, yeah. he's in his own element. He's in his own special, like, breed of I character. I love that guy. I love that he goes through life giggling his ass off and having fun. <laughs> Trying to fuck homeless chicks. Wait, this is the best. He was on. He was on Plenty of Fish the other day. I like. I don't know why I think this is so funny, but I asked him how it was going, and he said, "I honestly got off. Somebody was making fun of my profile pics, and it hurt my fifis." What? I don't think anyone could possibly hurt his feeties. <laughs> when you said feeties, <laughs> I was I could picture the fact that <laughs> I, I could picture someone hurting his, making fun of his profile and him running off and jumping off that. I know. They hurt my feeties. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> I mean, I've done some dumb shit in my life, but oh my God, I cannot stop that guy. <laughs> Nobody can, no. man. And the no. best part is, all his stories are verified and true. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I Okay. Confession time for me. So I still talk to the porn star sometimes. Okay. I, I can't mention her on air because she's probably going to listen to this. But I know she's listened to a couple of the Claude episodes. She goes, this guy, I can't, I, I forget exactly how she wore it. I have to find a Jackson because, because I cannot fucking believe this man is running around. She goes, this is ridiculous. And she loves loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look what she does for a living. Right, and, and she right. does porn. And she can't believe he's running around jerking off on wrestling women's <laughs> carpeted <laughs> floors and on silver singles. You know what? I feel that he is the person he wants to be. I feel that he's happy being the person that he wants to be. And I feel that he has no problem living the life the way that he does. Yep. God bless you, Mazel Tov. Yep. Mazel Tov. I have nothing but respect for that guy. And <laughs> doesn't try to be anything that he's not. Facts of life, man. And he will fully admit it at all times. Oh, he's admitted to me a million times. Yeah. <laughs> well Peter thanks so much for your stories I appreciated you coming on and yeah, spending thanks. the night with us guys it has been an absolute honor um, I hope you don't get any bad star ratings because of my stupidity and nonsense. No, no we get it from fucking idiots that just like are haters liberals <laughs> yeah they're probably not getting laid and true uh, it, seriously it is, it is a, it was a real honor to be on the uh, Huge fan of what you guys are doing, and I know Addy got you really got tied up 
working like they're crazy. Oh, it's and been like fucking nuts. Weeks, I know. We were talking. And the the few weeks without a new episode, I was like, what the fuck? I need another one of these. Like, I've now listened to everything. I'm up to like 48, I think it was. I'm like, I went back and started from the beginning. I listened to everything. We had like, some people. We had a bunch of people being like, where's the fucking episodes? Because we took off a month just because it was just so fucking insane. Like, we, I couldn't get anything together. Yeah, but it's, it, it is. I mean, I literally drove. I mean, I listened to you guys through Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, <laughs> Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, back in Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, Maryland. We're nationwide. Yeah, we are nationwide. I guys, plus go the trip up to Connecticut. I listened to you guys in 17 states. Well, give us five stars, fuckface, and then meet up. <laughs> and then meet us up in the city one night. Meet up with us in the city one night when you're there. I love to drink on me. Uh, yeah, let I don't us drink, know. but let us know. Seriously, oh, you know, dead ass. We can do Irish car bombs and see if we can <laughs> save your lives. <laughs> oh great! I get cancer again. Here we go. That's gonna be more of that. <laughs> you and Alex can drink. I'll be the D day. Perfect. Yeah, I'd love to do that. You guys let me know. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks so much, Peter. Enjoy. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, guys, before we close out, you know what time it is. Confession Confession Corner. All right, guys, first confession. I've I've got a huge pubic hair fetish. (laughs) Nice. Gross. We don't. I've started to develop a liking for looking at and feeling pubic hair. I get a huge turn on for hairy girls. Do others have this fetish as well? Not anybody, Not anybody that I know, exactly. except for my one coworker. Right. Loves he's like bush. a 70s dude. He's 60 something years old. Loves, he loves a bush. He talks about his Woodstock days where every girl had a hairy bush that whole time. That's understandable. But if you're like our age, I right. don't understand. He grew that. up with a bush. I don't want to date a guy with a bush. Me neither. That's Gross. fucking nasty. Ugh. I like men that shave their whole bodies. So I like a hairy chested man, but I'm like not going to go down on somebody that has a full bush. Even this guy the other day DM'd our podcast page and he sent us a picture of his fucking... He's like, which one of you bitches trying to send pics of yo titties? And I'm like, for <laughs> 500 bucks, we will pay first. And he writes back, will this count as payment? Devil emoji. And it's a picture of his gnarly looking dick with a huge fucking bush. Ew. It's gross. I wish I screenshotted the bush picture because he fucking deleted it. And I yeah. would have put it on our Twitter page. And I write, shave your bush, bro. Now you have to pay us an extra $400 for making us witness that disgrace. He goes, fuck you, ratchet skank. You're a fucking nobody ain't worth shit. And I said, at least our vaginas don't look like a used up Brillo pad. (laughs) He's like, your vaginas probably look like used tires. Fucking horse face looking assholes. (laughs) And then like two days later, he goes, unfunny bitches. I'm like, he's still mad. He's still going. And I'm like, don't be a hater because your dick is ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck was he thinking? Just sending a picture of his ugly ass fucking dick. And this went on for like, he was like, why is he so mad? He was very angry at us. He's like, you're unfunny. I'm like, well, you're listening. I was going to say, you're (laughs) the one that's fucking listening. Shut it off. (laughs) Fucking loser with your Brillo dick. If you have haters, you're you're doing something right. Too bad I don't have the screen name anymore. His screen name is 
USUU underscore G O O O T six six two six I. I think that's like one of the generic ones they give you or some, something. I guess. Like that. It's his face. Is that him? Papa. No. Papa. Fucking dumb fuck. He's a Star Wars fan. Black belt and BJJ. Sun Devil fan. Fucking loser and your ugly dick. Anyway, all right, guys. Next <laughs> confession. I pee outside like a dog every night. Why? Come on. I pee outside like a dog every night. I don't know why I do it. I take my dog out to poop pee and I find myself just squatting like a dog and peeing with him. And every time I think this is weird, but I can't help myself. I do it almost every night. To clarify, it's just in my backyard, not not, not in a public space. Like That's not normal. That's like not normal. I feel like that's really weird. And I feel like it's like, so here's the thing. Like when we went to Brooklyn the other night. <laughs> I like refused to use the porter potties at the club. Yeah. Because they were so gross. So I popped a squat and I like peed on the side of the fucking road and I feel like it backsplashed all over my combat boots. But at least nobody drove away. <laughs> <laughs> like our other friend. Fuck him. <laughs> so like i feel like peeing outside you're gonna get it all over your fucking feet and it's just like better to do it in a bathroom but here's the thing you're taking your dog in your backyard which means you're at like 25 steps away from your bathroom you can't just but they she likes to do it it's a thing people are weird oh my god i've come to realize that like we're actually very normal yeah, I've been noticing that a lot lately. Right? Like, I thought we were whack, but we're very normal. Yep. And I always thought Which we were is a scary. little mentally unstable. Unbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm very normal compared to a lot of I don't have guests. a pubic hair fetish. Nope. I don't fucking pee outside. Nope. Unless we're in Brooklyn. Right. I, like, <laughs> don't like to be tickled. No, I don't have a micro wiener. I don't wear chastity belts. Nope. Uh, maybe we should. No, thanks. I feel like I'm just good with my normal life. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was a little bit of a long episode, but we hope you enjoyed it. Write in your confessions. Follow us on Instagram. Disappointed but not surprised. Follow us on Facebook. Disappointed but not surprised pod. TikTok and Twitter is podcast DBNS. All right. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised.